All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Zay Play Podcast. Sup, team? This is the briefing. Y'all know what it is. These are opinions, thoughts, and just discussion topics in general. If you don't like what I say, you ain't got to listen. Now, been a minute, team. Back on schedule, keeping things moving, keeping things grooving. Now, today we're going to get into, we're going to go back into Love is Blind. We're going to get into some more dating topics, some more maturity topics. It's going to get a little guy heavy today. Not going to lie. We're going to get a little guy heavy today. Um, Going to get into some playoff predictions. Going to talk some manga anime at the end. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep it pushing, keep it going. Might be a longer episode uh, today just because I'm going to try to lengthen some of the more nonchalant topics. But uh, yeah, hope you guys are doing good. Hope you're having a good week. About to just dive right into it. So let's go straight off with sports. Okay. NBA playoffs is happening. And unfortunately, the Bulls didn't make it through the play-in tournament somehow. Even though they were coming back on the heat, they lost. We got a lot of, you know, good moves on the East and the West. So some of my predictions, let's see here. Um... I'm going to have to go with Lakers versus Grizzlies. Taking the Lakers. Sorry. Celtics are playing someone. Don't care who they're playing. Celtics are going to win. Oh, they're playing the Hawks, and they they beat them up. Um, I'm going to take the Suns over the Clippers just because I think KD is not to be messed with. But, hey, that boy Kawhi is not a joke either. That's going to be a great series. Going to have to check that one out. You got the 76ers are playing, I believe, Brooklyn. Embiid and Harden are on a mission. Watch out for them. They're going to make noise in the East. You got the Bucks. Bucks taking on the Heat. Somehow they lost. Bucks might be losing a little bit of their edge here. Um, they need to innovate something new. And then you got Denver Nuggets with uh, maybe MVP Joel Nokic, the Joker. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with him. He That's a serious dude right there. And we talking fundamentals. All right. And then um, we got Cleveland versus the Knicks. This is going to be another great series. I got to take Cleveland because Cleveland's about to be my home. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the playoffs. Hope you guys – oh, who who is Sac- Sacramento, Golden State? I'm going to take – probably going to take Golden State there. I think you're you're crazy if you don't, you know, go with Steph. You know, stuff, stuff's a beast. But um, let's see. I know I'm missing. I'm missing some. Let me look up the bracket here. All right. Portland versus. No, Portland is not in here. This is not a current bracket. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, well, guys, I'm sorry about that. They suck at getting me a current bracket. I I covered most of the teams, though, so. All right, y'all. All right, all right, all right, y'all. Let's dive into this TV. 
I'm going to say this right now. One, I got to watch a little bit of the Scream, like, series. Y'all are crazy, bruh. Uh, uh, let, let's just take a second. Y'all are crazy. Okay? Anyway, uh, Succession. It's getting spicy. It's getting dicey. Kendall must feel like a god. His daddy actually loved him. Is what he thinks. This season is going to be another Kendall downfall. Isn't that crazy? Oh, no. I hope they don't do that to my boy. I hope he comes into himself, but they they setting it up to crush this nigga. He was so, like, didn't believe that he was given the company. He was just like, wait, what? What? No, let me read it. Let me read it. <laughs> he's trying to use his family as team members, so he's trying to bring the team together, which is good, but gosh. And then Shiv gets poked out because she didn't actually have a position. CFO, CEO, baby. <laughs> it's about to be Shiv versus Roman and Kendall. And then Connor's going to be the wild card. So that's going to be interesting. Now let's talk about Love is Blonde. Now, I watched the... No, 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 what is this? I watched the finale and I watched the reunion, which Netflix, come on, bro. Y'all cannot be doing this late stuff, dude. Cannot be going late. That's going to ruin everything. It's not good. But let's get to it. So first off, first off, like, first thing they do, let's go by... Reunion order. So if I'm correct, they did Chelsea and Kwame, Micah and Paul, Brett and Tiffany, Zach and Bliss, and finally Jackie and Marshall. Oh, no, no, no. It was Kwame, Jackie and Marshall, Brett and Tiffany, Zach and Bliss, Micah and Paul. Micah and Paul were like last, if I think. So let's try this. Kwame and Chelsea took up a majority of the finale and pop- popped out at the uh, reunion, happily married. <coughs> now, I will say this. She took that nigga Kwame. She did a little snip snip here, a little snip snip there. Little chop chop, little spazzle, put a little bit of her pink in him. That nigga was trained to go. Oh my god. Had a whole apology rehearsed. Um was trying to combat the edits like a monster. <coughs> People take these things a little too personally. Yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah, like it's out there, whatever. But these people kind of think their image was hurt worse than it was. <laughs> It's just not true. So, he was just, that was surprising. I'm surprised he said yes in the first place. But, uh, I think it's a TV. I think it works, though, because she was on the same type of time. 
she was trying to get married like they wanted to get married but they also wanted to have like an insane love story and have it be on t like they wanted that both of them so i think that's why it worked but still weird to me then this is actually hard for me to talk about jackie and marshall um <coughs> no that they did that later right they did well let's talk about it now anyway all right jackie and marshall obviously weren't in the finale um marshall shows up to brett's wedding he has a talk with them people are disappointed um dude marshall a savage on the stage bro savage on the stage that little truce joke little truce joke right there little day little day little, little day chappelle on him little day chappelle on him <laughs> but uh that was just so weird she's with josh still marshall's still hurt um dude you don't just get rid of trauma like that bro they they want they want to make Marshall the bad guy, which I mean eh, I'm gonna go into that. They the crowd is eh, on Jackie. The host clear seems to be clear whose side she's on. She was no hard balls in that interview at all. No hard balls on her. <clears throat> so Vanessa be biased. But I know why she's being biased here, and I'll explain. Vanessa and Jackie are the same. Vanessa does not like nice guys. Marshall is a good guy. And the problem that Marshall is going to have to learn is that you cannot be yourself, my guy. 80-20 rule. The game is – see, this also goes into a topic I'm going to talk about later. Is it better to do the right thing or to do the best thing? And we'll get into that. But she does not like uh, Marshall. She came at Marshall. Marshall tries to dead it with a little jab at the end just to say fuck it because, to be honest, calling someone – I think he was going to say a transvestite or – um like a trans person like it's <clears throat> sorry if that's super bad language my bad but right now you're not gonna get canceled for that that just is what it is uh, it is offensive but it's it's not game ending i think especially if you're not gonna do any more shows but that was brutal she jackie seems to be in love with josh josh they should have revealed more about josh on the show i guess um I feel like that pod interaction was low-key, like, mad fake. It was weird. Um, she compared them to Pooh. That, like, let's just let that hang in the air. Weird. Um, I'm going to stand with Marshall on this one, even though he probably did do some things wrong. Like, dude, you can't be pressing girls into corners with your arguments. You can't be being nice so that they can't be mean. Like... I believe a lot of what he did was genuine, but I also believe like there's a lot of resentment built up there from it not being accepted or reciprocated. So yeah, that sucks. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about Marshall and Jackie when I get back to doing the right thing versus doing the best thing. <clears throat> so now let's talk about Tiffany and Brett. 
the most boring couple on the show this time. They did their black love thing. They love each other. Da, 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 da. Everybody loves them. Cool, cool, cool. There were no real problems. This was our love story. Yada, 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 yada. Boom. We knew they were both saying yes. Then comes Zach and Bliss. So Zach and Bliss are actually, I think, the best representation of Love is Blind, right? Zach thought he had someone, met with them, they're wrong. Then the other person, <coughs> which is actually what I think majority happens, right? A majority of people fall in love in the pods. They would see each other and probably not be able, not be down. You know what I mean? And Zach and Bliss uh, and Irina kind of showed that whole like a triangle about what usually happens, right? If you choose one side versus choosing the other. Zach got the chance to go back and actually found love. So it's definitely possible to fall in love and love is blind, right? But he also fell in love with someone that didn't love him. So it's definitely like a pitfall. It shows that love can be um, induced in a lot of different ways. Maybe Irina didn't really love him. You know, she just thought he was the best out of everyone else. <clears throat> which is weird you still sh like she definitely wanted to go on the show to get famous you know that she actually gets called out for that which i applaud zach for zach when you get a wife bro like you can just start shooting you know what i'm saying off the hip like eh, i don't know about that i don't know about that you know so that's it he he definitely let some rockets fly and bliss i mean bliss was not trying to forgive Irina. that's the whole thing like Yo, you're on TV. Let people run their narratives, you know? Let them save themselves. Irina was on there to do a PR job. She did her PR, you know? You get y'all didn't have to come at her like that. It's what it is. And then uh, I'm surprised, dude. Mean girl behavior is not tolerated in public. Holy crap. That's cra like That's crazy to me, considering on the underground, it's the rules guys got to go by. So, anyway, Zach and Bliss, they're wonderful together. They ended up working out. I think they're going to give us the first baby. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, they're weird. I wouldn't watch them as a couple, but they definitely love each other. And uh, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. And then here comes the second one. I, I always kind of knew this was going to kind of bother me, but. This is the, uh, someone made a mistake here too, okay? So, Paul and Micah. Paul made a mistake. Micah made a mistake a little bit, but it was mostly Paul, right? Paul should have said yes if he really loved this girl. Paul said no because a lot of his friends and family and his logical brain got to him. That's what it was. He also talked with Zach for a very long time about the decision, right? I think Zach got him to say no as well. Paul is going to look back at this and say she is the one that got away. I'm not blaming him necessarily 100% because there were signs that you should have said no. Like there were things like the reason he said no was a good reason, but he was wrong. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. One, Paul's family is a matriarchal family. His mom 
runs that. She runs that, okay? She knows everyone knows everything. She had already given Micah the approval. Already. Micah was being diplomatic. Yes, was she a little bit of a mean girl? Yeah. But did she fit in with any of the other women? No. Give her some fucking slack. So, anyway. Paul and Micah's mom were basically the same person. She was supposed to inherit the dynasty, okay? She was happy. She was looking forward to that. I think that's really what kind of dragged it through, right? Paul was really, really, really into it initially. And Micah was kind of like, okay, let's take the steps. Let's take the steps. She's stepping each and every time up, up more and more and liking him. The situation was set up for Paul to win, actually. All he had to do is maintain frame. But he let his homies get to him. He let his doubt surface. And this is a scary thing as a guy, right? Because overconfidence probably makes you look dumb, but makes you look even dumber is not being confident enough. And in this situation, I felt like Paul lost confidence. And yeah, they dated after the show to see what was up, but it's not the same. Like that monumental moment changed everything and they, they couldn't get over that hurdle. And so, yeah, it sucks to see, you know, I thought Paul and Micah would have been a power couple, but didn't happen. And yeah, you could say it's karma because Micah was a mean girl, but really, you know, a spoiler, they don't, he says no, she, but she turned it around. So you can see how it's kind of like as a guy, if you're like, dang, dang, I think she likes me. I think she likes me. I think she likes me. Then you get to the altar and she says, yes. And it's confirmed. You're like, all right, yeah, let's go then. But when you're stuck in limbo and you you might like naturally get embarrassed, maybe you say no and take more time. But <clears throat> he couldn't handle it. He wasn't ready. I think I think he needs to grow a little bit more and he'll get there uh, ultimately. And circling back to Jackie and Marshall, Jackie, don't be t- trying to attack a man's ego, put him down. You already won. You have a man. Let this nigga be. Like, let everybody talk they shit. Like, you guys are still basically honeymooning. Let Marshall go. And Marshall, go have you your time, my guy. All right. Let's get a little musical. Let's do music of the week. Artist of the week. Here we go. Y'all know I changed the format a little bit. I'm going to be trying to do songs when it comes to Artists of the Week. Highlighting certain things, um, certain songs that I really like, that I really love. Adding them to the playlist one at a time. It's a little bit easier on me and a lot less for you guys to have to deal with when it comes to consumption. So, let's get it started. We have one really big record that dropped. That I want to talk about the hip hop culture. And that's Princess Diana, Ice Spice, and Nikki. Nikki is giving her the stamp. Because if we're being honest, she falls more into Nikki's category of rapper, right? Different voices, different unique flow, um, talking about how she's a baddie. Um, kind of like that posh pussy rap compared to Megan and Cardi. They going in. They from the hood, bruh. 
They're giving you that hood. So it's very interesting to see kind of like this uh, develop because this is the same thing as gangster rap versus street rap slash uh, backpack almost. It's not really the same thing, I guess. You because you, <clears throat> you have you have lyrical female rappers who are beast mode, but that's because backpack is really all inclusive. When, when we're talking about like different genres of like gendered rap, we definitely have this kind of like upscale, um, like keep it fun, keep it uh still sexy, kind of like Barbie doll rap, and then we have the the kind of like hood kind of, it's kind of like bring it on a little bit you know what i'm saying like challenger kind of rap and just kind of like independent queen kind of rap you know from cardi and megan so it's going to be interesting to see how these these two rap spheres develop and which side people go on see like glorilla she's on the cardi side you see what i'm saying there nikki got to have to find her another kind of teammate here to super out because even though Nikki came before Cardi, part of it is because of her image, right? Like Nikki's a little bit cleaner. They can accept Barbie. White girls love pink. It's I think it's kind of like a like that's a huge is more marketable, right? Cardi, I can't say Cardi is. Cardi is a child of Nikki, but she's like a stepchild. You know what I'm saying? Like, she got her own twist, turn on almost everything. So, it's very interesting. I listened to the record. Hey, don't ever mess with Nikki, bruh. When it comes to making a song, catching a flow, she's a monster. Pun intended, dude. She is insane. Ice Spice... I don't know why I'm concerned. Nikki, you wanted to, I guess, because Kanye gave her the, uh, Kanye's daughter gave her the pro. I don't know. Like, maybe it's marketing. But I would not, I don't know if I would attach myself to Ice Spice. She just doesn't seem like she has the talent. I'm sorry. Maybe Nikki saw something I didn't. Maybe she's, like, really a super artist, you know. But to me, she seems kind of like, maybe that's a part of it, aloof. You don't you don't think Ice Spice is a little aloof? But uh that's about it. Nothing really happened in the backpack world. Pretty chill. Um Yeah, nothing too crazy. But for artist of the week, I wanted to highlight T Grizzly. Um, and specifically his last album. I'm gonna add three songs from there that are kind of like stories. And T Grizzly has an amazing talent, an amazing talent, and he does a lot of other things. And I think he's a good representation of what a new, the new artist kind of has to be. You got to be multifaceted. You got to be in different lanes, doing different things. And T Grizzly, I mean, you just got to listen to him rap. He's got his own unique flow. He's uh, from the from the D Detroit, you know. So you got to put some respect on that. And uh, he's a big, and he seems like a great guy. Like. Uh, as long as you ain't got no beef with him, because <laughs> he he turned he turned out to be a bully in them songs, bruh. That's for sure. So y'all definitely go check him out. Go see what's up. Um, enjoy the music, and uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for music of the week. 
Another topic I wanted to hit was apathy. Apathy is what I would consider to be something sort of entirely on its own. Much in the same way that love can be grown, so can apathy. I think you have moments of extreme apathy throughout history. I think humans are more, how could you say, they lean towards apathy more, almost in kind of like the same way that humans can be so loving and what we consider to be humane in general um, is like loving acts. Being inhumane is still human for the most part, but it it, it distributes um, acts of ex- sometimes extreme apathy. And do not get it confused because, yes, there are a lot of hateful acts that had intent behind them, but a lot of apathetic acts would be like a lot of scientific studies performed or a lot of um, land getting destroyed due to just negligence or people not caring. Even if they knew all the cutbacks, it was just like, okay, this is just what we're going to do. So um, I don't know if I have, like, when you're encountering apathy, like, within someone else, I don't know if there's much you can do to combat it. You have to, like, tie something to it that they care about, I would guess. But it's kind of more of a rough estimate of the measures to take to deal with apathy. Um, I'll definitely have to get back to y'all on that, do some research, see what's up, um, see what uh, the general people say. But as of right now, yeah, you got to watch out. Try not to be apathetic because I feel like that is almost like the absence of life. You know, you want to feel things. You want to be in a good space. You want to be enjoying something. And at the very worst, not enjoying it. I think it <clears throat> not like it being there and you not experiencing anything from it can be kind of a waste. So just something to think about. Just a little thought. This topic here is a deep topic because it obscures morality for, well, no, essentially it does obscure morality because the right thing and the best thing are not always the same thing to do, especially in a relationship. Um, let me put it this way, right? Oh, it's, it's best to put it in, into a scenario. So let's say you're coming home from work. You take a different route than normal and you're coming home a little bit earlier. Your wife, nanny's kids. So she's been at home all day. You're on your way home. And before you get there, you see another car pull out the driveway. You 
and this car is pulling out about 10 minutes before you would normally be home. You know, so you decide to this situation. There's a lot of things to do already, right? You can go in, you can confront your wife and be like, yo, what was that? Da, 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 da. You could go in, you could act like nothing's wrong and just go about your normal thing. And those would pretty much be your two options, right? So let's say you go in and you confront her. And she tells you that, oh, that was uh, a friend I had who was bringing over a change of clothes because one of the kids I nanny doesn't have a change of clothes. So that's, I mean, boom, you, you were honest about it right there. You hit the confrontation and it irons out and she says the truth, right? But let's say she's lying. Let's say that that person um, just leaving, she was cheating. Now, now that you've confronted her about it and she's giving you an excuse, you have two options. You can either call her out online or you can believe her. If you call her out online and she's not lying, you just blew up. You might have just blown up your relationship for no reason. Right. If you call her out and she doesn't give in, how are you going to prove it? So you could ultimately look at like the confrontation. The only way that that's a positive outcome is if the other person tells the truth. So now let's look at if you go in and you act like nothing's wrong. You go in, you ask about things. Now, if you go in and you don't confront, you give the other person the option to say, oh, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, and da-da-da-da-da. So things go on, things go on, you do nothing, you talk, you ask her how her day was, what what happened, and she tells you about the person who was just over there. So obviously, you know, that makes it feel like she's not lying. She you didn't um because she didn't know that you knew. She came she was forthcoming and everything was good. But in the, that that could be the truth, okay? But it could also be a lie. It could also be her saying this just to double down and make sure. Because <clears throat> she knows that maybe he left a little earlier today or a little later than normal, you know. So then you kind of have to uh, choose what you want to do here. You, you kind of have to go by like empirics and history and you either choose to believe her or not. But also not saying anything at first is a form of trust, right? If you saw someone doing something they weren't supposed to be doing and then you didn't say anything about it, didn't confront them about it, one of the reasons that could be is because you trust that whatever they were doing, they had a good reason to do it, even though it might appear to be wrong. So... Not confronting here seems to be prob- my, the best thing to do, but it is also somewhat deceitful, right? Because your partner might think it's not important information to say and just be excluding it for that reason. So the right thing to do is to go in and be 100% honest. That's what I think the right thing is to do in this situation. And then, but the best thing I think to do is to wait for more information. 
Now, the reason I also say wait for more information is because you don't you there's no possible way for you to know if it's a lie or not. And on top this and then it gets deeper, right? So let's say she's not lying and you choose to press her. Next week, if she goes out to cheat, she's going to make sure you you have no chance of finding out. If let's say okay, it's better to put it this way. Let's say um you decide that she's lying after you think she hasn't admitted any information, right? Or she like she isn't forthcoming about it. Um she you you call her out on lying that week or whatever in either of the scenarios. The ne- and she she could have been just nothing happened. That pressure from you calling her out could cause her to go cheat. So is that the best thing to do for your relationship? You know what I mean? Um it, it, calling you got to know what happens when you call someone out, right? You got to know the consequence and how they react to it. And handling confrontation is difficult, but it you got to really try to navigate the outcomes. So, let's go a little bit deeper into the scenario and then I'll start talking about kind of like the more other what ifs. So, let's say you go in, you don't say anything, you talk to her and she doesn't talk about it, right? She doesn't bring up that there was someone else just in this place, right? That's going to make you very suspicious. Now, it could be for two reasons, right? One, she thinks it's insignificant enough that she doesn't have to tell you. Um, or well, I guess three reasons. Two, she's avoiding it because it, she's afraid that it's going to cause a fight or like you're going to misinterpret it. So she's rather not say it. Or three, she was actually doing something wrong. So now that you have these three options, how are you going to navigate this, right? You might do some other things, see what's up, um, do some double checking on other places. But let's say you find out some more information. Now, you have to take this into consideration. Like, let's say um, this person came over and they assaulted her. You don't know that. Like, a lot of different things can happen. So choosing to press on a situation without a lot of information, it, it can go into a lot of different ways. So, like, let's say that could have been the last time, okay? Maybe she felt bad and something was going on. It was the last time. Um, and now she like, she was hoping it wouldn't have been brought up cause she wanted to just move past it. Now you, you're bringing it up and now she can't move past it. And now she's stuck in it. It that could happen too. So you have to really think like, is the right thing always the best thing is being honest and confronting her about it right away. Always the best thing for your relationship. And is the best thing is doing the best thing, actually the right thing. Because both people end up happy and less hurt sometimes. Do you see what I'm saying here? So it is a very complicated idea in essence, um, especially when it comes to relationships, because it's often right. I feel like uh, specifically guys are put in a scenario where like even as simple as a text message, I got a text message. I can either respond like a dick, ignore it respond to it much later, respond to it honestly, respond to it honestly right away. Or, you know, you could recombine like a bunch of those uh, responses. But you would think that the right thing to do would be, oh, read the message and respond genuinely um, 
probably as soon as you read it or as soon as you have time at the soonest available time, right? But is that always the most attractive thing? Is that the best thing to do to accomplish your goal? Maybe not, but it's the right thing to do. So maybe it's because um, the right thing can be so convoluted in a lot of sense, like in a lot of ways for, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's it's not the right thing to do if it's not mathematically correct. I believe the right thing to do um, when it comes to like morality, like I'm basing this off like a virtuous morality, right? Like someone who's nice, considerate of other people's feelings, isn't doing any hidden intentions, who is acting somewhat like like a normal person, right? And so it shows kind of like this dichotomy between dating and um, like virtuous morality, like it dating and morality don't go together. So let's say you're talking to a girl, right? Um, and she has a boyfriend. Now, let like there's a lot of situations where you can you can work this right. Let's say you really love this girl, but she is struggling to break up with her boyfriend. Do you still do things with her? Because you know that you and her together can have a wonderful life and you might have to get her to cheat right now. But later on, <clears throat> it, like you're meant to be together or do you not do the wrong thing? She does. She ends up not cheating with you, but cheating with someone else. They end up uh, together uh, and breaking up. And now she has mad trauma. You have trauma and uh, the boyfriend has trauma. So do you see how like sometimes doing the wrong thing is the best thing in general. It, it can be very strange in that way. And it, it kind of outlines like the problem with like virtuous attitudes and like always like trying to be the nice guy, like always doing the right thing is going to leave you at too big of a disadvantage in too many different ways. So Definitely going to probably talk about this more later, especially when it comes to like the dating topic. Um, but yeah, because this ties into so many things, right? Like it ties into confrontation. It ties into um, like having fun. It ties into breaking up. It ties into getting over fights. It ties into like compromise. It ties into so much doing the right thing versus doing the best thing for you in your relationship. So I think you really just have to like think about greed. You have to think about um, like how willing you are to dilute your morals and like how much you, tr you like trust you have in exerting like that kind of freedom. So I think you should def like, it's something to definitely think about, look at, consider, Definitely think about the times that you've maybe not done the right thing, but it was the best thing and vice versa and how it turned out. There's a lot of different circumstances that you can run through. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that little deep dive into my mind right there. Um, kind of just some of the pathways. And I think uh, get ready to head into the, the outro. Get ready to close it out. A doobie-da-bop, a doobie-da-bop, a dop 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 and that's going to do it for the Zay Play podcast today. Um, you yeah, know, pretty, pretty chill week. Kept it pretty, you know, tame. We'll see what goes on in this week. We'll see how things go. There should be uh, some updates on 
at least a few things. Um, get into some new topics, see what's going on. It'll be good to watch more of the playoffs, see how things go. But, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you guys stay cool, team. And uh, I'm out.